1: All right, Scott Ritchie, the band is back together at Illinois. How long until Brad Underwood's team cracks, say, the top five of the national rankings?
0: It's a complicated question because I think a lot has to go into that. Um, mostly, just don't stop winning. Um, now, the Big Ten's not going to give them a ton of great opportunities for you know resume boosting wins, but sheer number of wins might be enough eventually to push them to that level.
1: All right, Rich, will break it down this week's podcast inside Illini basketball. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy wealth management and host of Paul Rudy's on the money radio show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Oh, good, icy Monday morning, everyone. Live from the frozen tundra that is the News Gazette podcast booth. Scott Ritchie wearing his parka his uh his stocking cap and his cut off gloves like Rocky good to see you dressed for the occasion, Scott Ritchie.
0: I mean, I had to get here somehow
1: was... ice covered roads Richie was uh, did his finest work in his uh, beat up pickup truck that he drives
0: p- projecting here <laughs> with your ford ranger <laughs> that that's currently inoperable
1: mm. Sad days. I'm Jim Rosso, vice president of news. Uh, I don't know if I ever covered Illinois basketball when they were this good. There, let me admit that.
0: Yes, you did. Okay, I did. All right. <laughs> the The elite eight team. Yes, is better than this team. Thanks, Bill Walton. He was no. on the call that. Well, I'm not sure. Like it miserable was, afternoon in I'm San sure Antonio. It, it kind of was. Luke probably played a bigger role. Refs okay. called all those fouls. Yeah, the still sour never-ending free throws for Arizona certainly didn't help.
1: How about it Scott Ritchie? You were there Sunday. Uh we have plenty to talk about in this week's uh, Inside of Line Basketball podcast number like 1 million. Um one of the questions we asked our our audience over the weekend was you know, given the uh return of Terrence Shannon, given the uh incredible balance uh, the scoring options. Uh, what are your expectations now of this team? Some yelled back at us, they "Take it one game at a time," like mm-hmm. Coach Underwood would.
0: Yeah, those people are lying to themselves. <laughs> Others <laughs> are like, "Yeah, Final Four bound. We're <laughs> winning this whole thing." Those people also <laughs> might be lying to themselves. Uh, actually, I'm I hedge
1: toward the uh, latter. I think uh, again the. The state of
0: college basketball, I don't see any
1: team uh, that Illinois uh, can't beat.
0: Well, that's not entirely true because there are teams that they haven't beat this season. Um, now, could they have beaten Marquette and Tennessee and Purdue? Um, yes to the first two. Mm-hmm. I'm less certain about Purdue. Um, definitely could have beaten Maryland, though. That that that's going to be an anchor on them because Maryland is not particularly good. Um, but I think getting through the Big Ten relatively unscathed the rest of the season, mm-hmm. certainly possible. Big I three. got
1: them as a number one seed, Scott Ritchie. I know you uh, come up with your seedings is are believing every week. Everyone's just go seen. ahead and pencil them in.
0: Well, I mean, it, the process is a little more involved than just <laughs> Jim says put them number one, so I put them number one. Um I take into account many factors, um, the human element as well, um, but I right know they're not a number one seed because they still, I mean, they have two quad one wins. There you go, going all data on me again. Well, the, You know what they have? They pass, they pass the eye test, Scott Ritchie. Okay, but like to get a number one seed, the NCAA Tournament Selection Committee looks at your resume and your combination of quad one, two, three, and mm. at this point they don't have any quad four losses, and they won't play any more quad four games, so that's out of the, that's fine. But like that matters, and like they just they're four and three in the first two quadrants. That's not a number one seed resume right now. Why are you doing this to me,
1: Richie? I was feeling so good coming into this this booth.
0: Well, you didn't let me finish. Where I said like they are going to contend for the Big Ten title at least, and if they do, that'll get them. Closer to that number one seed just by virtue of there is a human element in this. But that's a Like They uh, will eventually have to beat, quote-unquote, one of the good teams in in the country. Well, when?
1: There's no more opportunities. Well, they have... There's Purdue and and Wisconsin, which is fraudulent,
0: as I've... Oh, tried to I explain to I explain you. if you say Wisconsin's fraudulent, then you have to say oh, the entire Big Ten is fraudulent. Well,
1: I, I do. Other than Purdue and Illinois, it mm-hmm. is fraudulent.
0: Well, and Purdue lost as Western and Nebraska and Illinois lost at home to Maryland. As so. a child
1: of the '70s and '80s, I'm ashamed to call this my Big Ten.
0: So is it because Indiana's just just because so there's mediocre. nobody good yeah. anymore? Um, what in
1: the what in, what happened? Now I'm going down the rabbit hole. What in the? What in tarnation has happened to my Big Ten? How can they be that bad? From well, fourteen to three,
0: talent's better elsewhere. If you look at the unbelievable I high school recruiting has it's diminished in importance with the transfer portal, but like a lot of the best players are going to the SEC and the Big Twelve, and that and that's. High school recruits and transfers. Yeah, Um Whatever. But right.
1: Football conference, apparently.
0: Well, reigning national champion.
1: Okay, Ohio State's going to win it next year. I've told Osmus on this time and time again. Every day they're picking up a new transfer portal stud. Yes, and did. he did adjust his top five over the weekend. I don't know if you had a chance to look at your rival, your online rival in the morning. <laughs> his can't wait for Saturdays. He has Ohio State under my pressure. No, I'm sure. Up, up to number two. <laughs>
0: From 13. (laughs) That's a big jump, but they have added quite a lot of talent. Um, But just like, only basketball-wise, like, very good team. And are better with Taron Shannon than without him. But there's still something to prove if they're one of the best teams in the country. And unfortunately, like, the Big Ten is not going to give them a ton of opportunities to do that. Yep, There's a huge one in March when they host Purdue. Big Ten title might be on the line, and I guess that's when you do it. Okay.
1: That's Scott Ritchie, our award-winning basketball beat writer, who was given praise by the one and only Lauren Tate this morning on his Monday morning quarterback show. Called you the best deadline writer there is. And your quick response was rather funny.
0: Well, I just appreciate that Lauren didn't mention that I'm the only deadline <laughs> writer left on the <laughs> Illinois beat. Um, so I'll, take, I'll, just, I'll yeah. just pretend that hey, there's others. Carry the flag. Carry right. Yeah. That's
1: great stuff. He's true, by the way. Uh, you should do, all our listeners should spend a, a night with Scott Ritchie on press row because it is unlike anything you'd ever see. How about that? Yeah. All these other, these people that cover Illinois basketball and there's, it's just a, I bet they're shaking their head at sports information like how has this changed because they're just there uh, writing, tweeting what they want to, when they want to, I guess.
0: Yeah. Um, so if. You did come and watch for a a game, maybe an eight o'clock tip. Just be ready for me to ignore you most of the second (laughs) half, and sort of just almost half watch the game. It's yeah. Well, here's why. Let's let's help. Uh, We still
1: put out a print product, a vibrant print product that is welcomed by thousands Mm -hmm. of subscribers, and we need to ship that at eleven p.m. every every day, not a second later. So when these games start at 8, they get over after 10. Uh, Mr. Richie has about 15 minutes to to file. Not just one story, but grades and graphics and everything in between.
0: Yeah, I'm thankful for Illinois this season so far that most of the 8 p.m. tips have been blowouts. Mm-hmm. Makes the life a little easier.
1: Thank you, Coach Underwood.
0: Yeah, just keep pouring
1: Okay. Gasoline on the fire. All right. Blowout Sunday. Uh, Rutgers uh, had to be hard for Mr. Scarlet Knight over there to take. I told you that well before. They are horrible.
0: They have a really bad offense. Mm-hmm. They have a good coach, though. I like Steve Pike. Okay.
1: Illinois pulled away in the second half, got, what, down to five?
0: It's four with about four. ten minutes to play. Okay. And then just flipped on a dime. Because right. almost, uh, it's simple, really. Like, you get stops and turned stops into points. It, uh, it's not rocket science. and They just had not gotten stops for you know a good four or five-minute stretch. Rutgers cut its steps at the four, and then Illinois kind of buckled down defensively and got out in transition, which um, Taryn Shannon certainly helped. And you know, they were able to push their lead back up into you know 20-plus.
1: Excellent stuff. Uh, the Shannon returning news broke Friday afternoon. And as you wrote, uh, their team's late return from Michigan allowed for a Friday night practice, and got uh, Shannon in there for another one.
0: Yes, yeah, so, I mean it's just, I guess, fortuitous in a way that you know, Friday's practice was going to be later than they typically schedule, just because of the late arrival and you know the fact that the it's a six-man rotation. It was at least played just. Major minutes, so they were. You know, Friday was a light day, an afternoon practice, and then here comes the ruling from Springfield. And Tyrant Shannon is um, suspension is reversed, gets a prelim- preliminary injunction against the university to do that, and then he is fairly promptly reinstated by the the university and back in the mix.
1: All right, tell me this, Smarty. Uh, you come to voting for all Big Ten teams. Let's start there. He misses six games. Yeah, that's not not a, en- de- not a deal breaker. It's not enough to disqualify him. Okay, so you think he's still he's back on that ballot? He's back on that first team.
0: I don't know. That's a it's a tricky situation.
1: Do you use what is being alleged uh, as a criteria?
0: I don't know. Okay. I mean that's something I'll have to consider. And but that's a as I like to say, a future Scott problem. I don't have to make that decision now. But like Brad Underwood, even you know, when we spoke to him Saturday before the game, admitted that it's still a serious situation that Terrence Shannon faces. I mean, he got the preliminary injunction to play, but that has nothing to do with his criminal case, which the charge is still pending um in Kansas. You know, he has a Preliminary hearing in in that case, um February twenty third, which is getting you know towards the end of the season. Um so I don't know, that's there's a lot to weigh. All right.
1: His when he checked in uh yesterday he got uh how would you best describe I saw some on social media saying thunderous and uh thunderous probably is yeah, right. yeah, it, it was that, that appla- screamed to me like uh, a fan was reporting
0: that. It was applause. Um, standing ovation from the not cross. Not deafening, I saw. No. No. There were cheers, but right. I would not have described it. I mean, okay. like uh, blowing the roof off the place or anything like that. Okay. And of course, I mean, standing ovation from the crush, like they're standing anyway, so I'm right. not sure that.
1: Some from outside the program mostly questioning why Illinois uh, would be okay with him playing, given his legal situation.
0: I think that's a reasonable stance to take. Sure. Um, and I know a lot of people will scream due process when well, he's getting due process in his criminal case. Like, and there's no due process involved in, well, I guess maybe the federal judge has said there might be. Um, typically, due process is involved in playing basketball. I think this was it. Shannon getting that injunction to play is more based on what his, what his attorneys argued was irreparable harm to him because of the way college athletics is now like he essentially he's being paid to play basketball in Illinois and that was being taken away from him and and you know potential future earnings as well with the suspension um, and leads to I think a a bit of a slippery slope you know just as this case might be used um, in other situations but yeah no there's, there's still like a serious charge um, you can't just ignore that because he's back on the basketball court.
1: All right, Illinois plays at Northwestern on Wednesday night. Scott Ritchie, Robin Scholes will be there. Uh, is he ready for that? What surely will be a foul-mouthed student section.
0: We'll see. Um, you know, Brett Underwood was asked about that on Saturday, if they just had discussed what their plans were when they were on the road. Um, said they hadn't really. I mean, this was less than 24 hours after like he'd been reinstated. So they hadn't hadn't discussed that, but it's something that they have to take into consideration. I mean, the schedule lined up probably pretty well for them in that regard with the home game first, and then like there's going to be a lot of Illinois fans mm-hmm. at Northwestern. There just always is in regards of how good Northwestern is. Illinois fans buy up tickets because there's a lot in the Chicagoland area. And I say Chicagoland because it's not actually Chicago, no, no matter how much. Northwestern tries to tell you it is. Um, but, like, Tan Shannon is going to be heckled. He's going to have things yelled at him you know, about his the charge that he's facing. Um, that's just the reality. So we'll see what, what they do, see how he handles it. Because, y- I mean, you don't know until it happens, I don't think. Like, you can try and prepare, you know, mentally for that, but... I think you have to experience that firsthand before you know how you're actually going to react.
1: All right, the AP Top 25 poll, we tape at 11 a.m. on Mondays. It comes out at noon. Richie uh, has Illinois ranked 11th. That's way too high. But go ahead, Scott.
0: Well, I think you mean too low. B- yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. I was gonna say, like, a, yeah. You,
1: you agree with <laughs> me? What? No, I don't.
0: <laughs> um
1: uh, they w- certainly will find up wind up in the top 10, right?
0: It'll be close. I think okay. probably 9 to 11 is okay. Would be my my guess somewhere in that. Doesn't range. matter fans will say. Yeah, but then they like can't stop talking about it. Right. So apparently it matters uh, it just does. a little bit. Yeah. Um No, but, is- but like I moved them up 3 spots. Okay. Um, Cuz I dropped Baylor Wisconsin, and Memphis out of the top 10. I had them all in the top 10. And they all lost at least once, twice, mm-hmm. for Baylor and Memphis. Good. Um, you do do your homework. I will give you that much. Yeah, but again, it's... I only went 2-0 and last week. But they weren't, like, great wins. Like, again, problem with the Big Ten, like, you can win all these games, and, like, they're not going to give you that... Big of a resume boost. I mean, Unless, winning at Michigan Quad Two, winning at home against Rutgers Quad yeah, Three. Uh, if it was 1976, it would have been something. Those Final <laughs> 14 from Rutgers and Michigan. Yeah, well, I mean, Rutgers even the last couple of years <clears> that they've been better, and that's been a better, mm-hmm. better win for Illinois um, when they've gotten it at home. Because until this year, they'd, they'd been a few seasons without a road win at Rutgers, but. <clears throat> Eleven seemed reasonable and compared to, you know, the teams I had ahead of them, they just have better resumes at this point. And it's reached the this this time of the season where like you just can't be like, Oh, this team beat that team, so they have to be ahead of them because the way this season is shaken out in particular, like you just it'd just be an endless That's circle right. of teams that beat teams. Like the transitive property does not work in basketball. Like it does in math. Um, so it's like it's part science because, you know, you look at the advanced metrics. Some um, What? Yeah, I'm, that's all I'm going to say. Which they also look at in you know, the resume and then it's part art. It's just like, I don't know. What is wrong with you? Listen to yourself. What?
1: Sports writers 10 years ago would not be talking this way. Part art, part science.
0: I'm bringing a new. What the hell?
1: Scott Ritchie. Well, they just
0: be talking about rebounds, and Assist. assists, and points. Yes, which I'll, they do matter, but you know, trying to bring a more modern approach to covering basketball. <laughs> I but appreciate that again. Like, approach. I mean, the, and I really like do. Scott. A top twenty-five ballot. Like, it's you know, it's objective in a way, but it's also purely subjective. It's what I think about these teams when it you know comes down to it, and what I think about their resume, what I think about their stats. So. And for a couple of weeks now, people have not been agreeing with my ballot. I had the lowest ranked ballot Let's go. on College Poll Tracker last week. Okay. No,
1: uh, no threat of you losing your vote
0: because of. Case. No, I I wear it as okay. a, oh, a badge of pride. Okay. Good. Because I think it's Duke fans that are coming after me. Because I have consistently ranked them lower than okay. anyone else for a couple weeks. That's now. okay.
1: Kentucky got a big guy back into the mix. What was that about?
0: Well, he was—he's um, from Serbia, I believe, and he had played on a professional team previous to. Okay. but had so there's questions about his eligibility. Um, but he's good. He had just been cleared, like I think it was four days after Kentucky fans bought a billboard outside of the NCAA Eligibility Center. As like, I think it was free Big Z because uh, his name is, was Vladimir, Okay. Okay, um, and he might be really good as okay. it turns out. He had like a great game. Played sixteen minutes against Georgia on Saturday. Had like thirteen points, six rebounds, four block shots, like, a couple assists, knocked down some threes. They might be legitimate now. Yeah, I thought, I thought they were trending that direction okay, anyway. Yeah. But, like, it's a young – I mean, it's – John Calipari has kind of gone back to having a, a mostly young, like, freshman-centric team, and they've got some good ones. Reed Shepard, um, Rob Dillingham, DJ Wagner, um, now uh, Zvonimir Visich. But, like, they've got two old guys in um, Antonio Reeves and Trey Mitchell that are also you know, playing really well. Yeah, like Kentucky took a stupid loss to UNC Wilmington at home in early December, but since then their only loss was an overtime at Texas A&M, who's I think a better team than their record would indicate. And I think Kentucky's really good.
1: Scott Ritchie, uh, tell me this: I got a text from a B Underwood.
0: Okay, just now. He's got his bug. Who should I start? His bug is operative. Oh,
1: you say, I shouldn't say that. Who should I start? <laughs> Who should they start? You just made sure to put that. Um, should it be Terrence Shannon, or is this off-the-bench thing going to be
0: the norm? I think it'll probably be Terrence Shannon back yeah. in the starting lineup. Who gets dumped? Luke Goody. Okay.
1: Luke all right with that? Well, Seems it's, like a team guy. Yeah,
0: then that's the way it was Right before. And like he still played decent minutes coming okay. off the bench um of course brad underwood w- will tell you tell me tell everyone doesn't matter who starts and he's more interested in and in there not being a drop off when they go to the bench and hasn't been now, certainly wasn't sunday because right terrence shannon off the bench is a cheat code uh, but justin hartman has been really good and what's been yeah. a six-man role essentially um why is Harmon playing so well? Eh? That's a fair question. I think he's just comfortable in like what he's being asked to do, and it took some time to that because like he had the ball in his hands quite a bit at Utah Valley um, last year for sure, and and the year before that as well. Um, so he's it's a it's just different than what he did for the Wolverines, um, and for a lot of you know under Underwood players so finds out like you gotta, you gotta start with the defense and he's been a little up and down in that regard but I don't know just the last I mean between you know Terrence Shannon being suspended and then being unsuspended I guess like his role grew a little bit now he just maybe understood that he had to produce and he did and then even with Terrence back he did the same thing on Sunday. Had a really, I mean, had a really good game.
1: All right, as we do every week on Inside Line Night Basketball, Scott Reggie will give us his power rankings. I'm, I'm curious now. Yeah, Coleman Hawkins. has he he been named Big Ten Player of the Week yet? That has not come out. Okay, he should be. I'm guessing.
0: I, mean, I don't know how he wouldn't be. Okay, like just the stat, the the overall stats he put up like <clears throat> makes for a very strong case. Why the delay? That's usually out by now. Well, ice sure. No, it, it comes out, it's usually early afternoon. Okay. Um, so, we'll wait for, and we'll do the hockey thing, go reverse order here, um, with my power rankings of Illinois players, but at three, definitely recency bias playing in here. Justin Harmon. Okay. he's really good on Sunday. No one didn't just go like he attacked the basket, he made threes. He rebounded really well. Like he had, like he, he was rebounding really before he got going offensively. Um, number two, Quincy Garrier. just double double machine at this point. Um, seven on the year, and like what four in his last, oh five in his last seven games, something like that. Um, five in his last seven games. So he's playing his best basketball, and I think number one is Coleman Hawkins. Because he's doing. The Coleman Hawkins element I got last week was the Coleman Hawkins Brad Underwood talked about for three plus years. Like, if he if you ever tapped into his potential for what he could be, he'd be great. And he was great last week. Didn't maybe didn't make shots, um, against against Rutgers, but did everything else and playing really good defense. Um, he is scoring. He is rebounding. He is. You know, facilitating like this is the this is that coleman hawkins brad underwood said was there we just no one saw him consistently you know in his first three plus seasons
1: all right that big ten player of the week will come out soon at uh this afternoon also there's a recruit going to announce for illinois is that correct
0: it seems to be the way things are trending okay With who is
1: it jeremiah uh, fears uh, should i be fired up he seems to be a young fella
0: He's a class of 2025 recruit, so still...
1: No chance of reclassifying, moving up a year.
0: There was some discussion about that, but it seems like it's been walked back. He'd still be a 2025. That's probably for the best because he's not like the biggest guard, and there's been some smaller guards that have reclassed and maybe not fared as well as they might have if they just would have let their physical development continue on sort of a more... Typical path.
1: Okay, his brother went to Michigan State, why Illinois? And uh is Underwood inching toward kind of like that flying a line, I feel, of all in-state studs?
0: Well, no. Because, <laughs> like, I don't know, you can't really project the roster out two years, but, like, he got obviously two in-state reg- commits, signees, in the class of 2024, Marez Johnson and Jason Jaxtus. Um. There aren't, yeah. There aren't any others on the team. Well, you got this kid coming in the next year, so I'd be 3. The the final
1: line I were well, all you got Mr. Gill's son coming in. <laughs> well,
0: Phoenix has not made any decision. I'm um, just saying that's what I'm feeling. Okay, but Flying line I every single player on the roster was from Illinois. Um I don't think you could do that now. Like just where uh, the basketball is in the state, like there's lots of good players, but um maybe not that many at that level. Mm. Uh, there you are, bring me the, down again. I'm just saying, like, it like, like getting Merez Johnson. It's great. Like, twenty four seven Sports just updated their rankings. Like, he moved up eight more spots into the the top thirty. He's really good, and he's been playing really good for Thornton. Um,
1: Who was all there yesterday, by the way? A bunch of Targets and commits.
0: Morez, uh Gabe Solarski, who's a sophomore at Bennett Academy. Um, so even further. There's another one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's nowhere close to committing. Um uh, let's see. Uh who else? Um a new offer. Anthony Thompson from Ohio. From Ohio. Um there's one more. Oh, in Phoenix, Gil. Yeah. So.
1: Okay. Any bad news to report here, Richie? It's been a wonderful couple of days here. You gonna bring me down with some data, some no I'm defensive not gonna...
0: deficiencies or whatever you well like it's the, interesting the malarkey you come up with. It's interesting. Um, I wrote about this for Good Morning Latin Nation on. Sunday. So if you read it Sunday morning, I just that, you know, Terrence Shan Jr. coming back, obviously, it's the leading scorer on the team, but his impact might be felt more defensively because in the three plus weeks that he was suspended, only had the top two or three offense in the country. And their defense slipped into the 90s in terms of efficiency. Hmm. They just weren't. Defending as well Is as they right? did with Terrence Shannon. Is yeah. That right. Yeah. Well, I'm not. If you watched Jameer Young do whatever he wanted, then you'd be like, "Well, yeah, the defense was a little off." Hmm. Okay. So, you know, Brett Underwood talked a lot about how Terrence Shannon was like one of the best two-way players in the country, and had he guarded Jameer Young, maybe that doesn't happen. All right, Indiana coming to town on Saturday. That's going to be a beatdown. Probably should be. Yeah. They're just not, not great. They don't they play a lot of power forwards, and they don't have very good guards. Um, Mike Woodson is maybe stuck in mm. the old ways of doing things. Yeah. Why are you looking at me that way? Just I think You probably have an appreciation for Mike Woodson. <laughs> are you going to play three power forwards at the same time? Love oh, it. Yeah. Don't have a point card. That's even uh, better.
1: Oh, can't wait for that uh, that game. That'll be a great, ex- uh, I guess, atmosphere. Two p.m. on a Saturday. Stripe the arena. Love it. Should be fired
0: up. Students yeah, and, back. And it's still Indiana. Yep. Like they might not be having the greatest season, but right. you know, there's there's bad there's there's still some bad blood there. Um, I think it's more from the Illinois side than the Indiana side at this point. But okay, whatever. Only Great case.
1: stuff, as always, Scott, Richie. i got to boot you out. Uh, follow along at uh all week long. Uh, get the latest from Richie. Uh, follow along on his trip to Evanston. And
0: uh, we'll see you next week when Illinois will be ranked about fifth, I'm guessing. If they win twice more and get some help from other teams losing, sure. Mark it down. All right, we'll talk to you next Monday.